When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf, your host, and I am thrilled to be with you today. And thank you for joining me. And today I'm going to talk about how to express your emotions while being mindful of how they affect others. We really do impact each other. And I'm going to talk about the quantum physics of this and the physiology and what's going on in your brain and and the psychology of this and give you some tips to help you express yourself and your emotions in a way while being mindful of how they affect affect others. But before we begin, I just want to remind you that this podcast is for educational purposes, and if you need medical advice, please contact the appropriate medical professional. And if you'd like to continue to help and support me to produce these podcasts, I would love it if you would subscribe to my podcast, the one you're listening to, called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and Share this with friends and family and encourage them to subscribe. And leave me a five-star review. I'd love that. That'll really help me and give me feedback. And then also, don't forget to follow me on social media. I'm there to help you and you're going to get a lot of great advice on social media. Well, from my social media, not all social media, but I'm here every day giving you little tidbits to help you manage your mind. Considering... You can go three weeks without food, three days without water, three minutes without oxygen, but you don't even go three seconds without your mind working, and that's 24-7. Your mind is still working when you're sleeping. We seriously need mind management. And my social media page really helps you with the day-to-day mind management. Mental health comes from managing our mind. And being a human, it's tough. We face all these adverse circumstances all the time, so mind management's imperative. You want to know more as well, my latest book called Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, the same name as this podcast, is available. If you haven't yet got it yet, it's available wherever books are sold. And in it, I give you some really, really deep understanding of the science of the mind-brain-body connection and what mental health actually is, and also how to manage your mental health using the system I've developed over 38 years called the NeuroCycle. I show you all the clinical trials and research and show you that when you manage your mind using the NeuroCycle, You can get a handle on things like anxiety and depression, which are emotional warning signals, which we're going to learn about this session, this podcast. You can get a handle on them by a factor of 81%, which is amazing. Just a note before we begin today's episode, if you enjoy listening to my podcast and want to get access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, sign up today to become a Patreon member. Every month I will be releasing special bonus podcasts on topics you have requested, doing live Q&As and more. When you sign up today, you will get immediate access to two podcasts on topics I think are so important and pertinent, how to become less emotionally reactive and how to capture and edit thoughts before they become harmful. You will also have access to exclusive digital downloads and become part of a special community. Sign up today at patreon.com forward slash Dr. Caroline Leaf. The link will also be in the show notes. And now on to today's podcast. So how can we express our emotions while being mindful of how they affect others? 
So first of all, what is an emotion? And you know, why, what happens when you don't express it? So let's start with what an emotion is. So now I want you to think of what a thought is. So I'm going to take you back five steps before we even go to what a thought is. I'm going to tell you that every moment of every day, you are always thinking and feeling and choosing. You think, feel, and choose. Think, feel, and choose. Think, feel, and choose. It somewhere in the region of 400 billion actions per second in response to life. Because you're alive, you are thinking, feeling, and choosing. You can't stop that. It's just what happens. And your thinking, feeling, and choosing is in response to what you're experiencing from the moment you open your eyes to the moment you go to sleep. So this think, feel, choose, think, feel, choose, think, feel, choose is your mind in action. And it builds a product, an actual physical product made of proteins and chemicals and changes inside a skeleton of your cells, inside your brain and your body, and is a gravitational field in your mind. So every experience you have builds into these physical components, trees in the brain, changes in your cells, and changes in the gravitational field of your mind. In your brain, the thought looks like a tree, and like a tree has roots and branches, so your thought has roots and branches. And those roots and branches contain the product of the thinking, feeling, and choosing. So you think, feel, choose to build a thought. So thinking, feeling, choosing is your mind, and you use your mind to respond to life. So it's life, think, feel, choose, which is mind. Mind pushes that into the brain and the body, and the brain and the body respond to what the mind has grabbed, which is the experience, which is thinking, thought, felt, and chosen about, and that gets built into your brain as a tree, into your body as a change in your cells, and into the gravitational fields of your mind. I know this is complicated, and that's why I'm repeating it. So your mind is how you think, feel, choose. Your mind puts what you think, feel, and choose about into your brain and your body and your mind as physical changes. So you are actually creating structural change or driving structural change in your mind, brain, and body every moment that you are responding to life. Now, you think, you feel, and you choose. They always go together. You can't think without feeling, and you can't think and feel without choosing. You can't choose without thinking and feeling. So put your three fingers up and look at them and say, the first fingers, think, feel, and choose, and kind of hold them together tightly. And that is your mind in action. You think, feel, choose, think, feel, choose, think, feel, choose. So your middle finger is the feel finger. Okay, so you think, then you feel. As you think, you'll feel. As you think and feel, you'll choose. And you're doing this all day long. You're doing it right now at 400 billion actions per second to try and make sense of what I'm trying to tell you about emotions. And we're getting there. Okay, so you think, you feel, you choose. Think, feel, choose. Think, feel, choose. The feel part is obviously going to build an emotion. So you, the feel is the action and the emotion is the Result, it's part of the product that you build. Remember, the product you build is a thought. So that thought contains what you thought, what you were thinking about, what you were, how you felt in response to what you were thinking about, and the choices that you made in response to the thinking and the feeling. So the product of the thought contains the results of thinking, feeling, and choosing. So it contains data, which is what you are thinking about, informational memories, in other words, and it contains emotional memories. So what you are feeling about becomes emotions, the emotions attached to the data. 
and then the choices are basically what you did with that information and those emotions. And it comes together in a little package. And each moment as you're experiencing it, you're building layer upon layer of this thing field choose thoughts, feelings, and emotions into these trees in your brain. Interestingly enough, as a tree has got roots and a trunk and branches, so do the thoughts that you're building with this think, feel, choose, think, feel, choose process also have roots and a trunk and branches. And the roots are the source. So it's the, it's the first part. It's the almost like clinical taking in of the experience. Like right now, it's me giving you the facts. Then as the facts are coming in, you're thinking, feeling and choosing. So you're making sense of them. So your mind takes in the facts and then your mind think, feels and chooses to make sense of the stuff. And that the, the, the sense that you make or I think your interpretation is going to go into the branches as thoughts, emotions, and choices related to that. So it's the da- informational data and emotional data and choice data. And it's how you interpret that. So there's hundreds, there's thousands of you listening to this right now. And each of you are hearing the same facts. So you're building the same root system with your think, feel, choose, think, feel, choose, think, feel, choose. And each, but each of you is building a different branches above the ground, the interpretation, because you're thinking, feeling, and choosing in your own unique way. So as you process what you're thinking, feeling, and choosing about, you're building that into the branches. So your, each of your branches that you're growing on your tree in your brain are, it looks different. So it's kind of like different trees. If you walk into a forest of, of, of fir trees, Christmas trees, you'll see they all look like Christmas trees. But if you go up to them, every single one looks different. So that's what's happening. The trees, it's the same type of tree. It's the same type of, the, the same discussion you're hearing, but you're going to build your own unique perception because the way you think, feel, and choose is unique to you. So emotions are inside the tree and they are, maybe let's think of them as the leaves on the tree. And the, these leaves have got like little raindrops on them, like little chemicals with like sort of water on them. So the leaves are adding of emotions that have been built from the think, feel, choose combination. They've been built into this tree and they are the emotion that's attached to what's going on. And you can have a whole lot of different emotions attached to to, to that data because there's lots of data coming in. So your emotions can go from shock to anger to frustration to irritation to happiness to joy to passion, whatever. All those little leaves on the tree. So those emotions have a physical structure, a chemical physical, a chemical structure inside of the tree. And basically, those also build inside every cell of your body, and that gets kind of complicated. So in this tree, it's a tree shape in the brain, but this tree, which is all this memory stuff, these thoughts, memories, and feeling memories, and choice memories in the roots and the branches, are also in every cell of your body, but as a change in what we call the cytoskeleton of your cells and the DNA of your cells. That's why you feel it in your body. That's why when you recall something, you can you get that bodily response. That's why things like EMDR bring the body memory out. Okay, so the and so that's what we why we have in our body. And then the mind, there's also memory in the mind, which is a gravitational field, and that's driving the whole thing and putting it all together. So you have a holistic experience. Okay, so the emotional component are those leaves on the tree and these other changes in the gravitational fields and the, in, in the cells of the body. But it's easy to visualize the tree. So let's hang around that image for a moment and imagine the tree. And if you want to have a look outside your window, there's a tree maybe that you're looking at. You could use that or just, you know, imagine a tree in your mind. 
And that's what's building in your brain. So emotions are inside those trees. Now, if it's a healthy experience, like this discussion now would be a healthy experience, that, imagine that tree is a green tree, a nice, healthy, beautiful green tree. And so as you now go from the end of this podcast and you go and tell someone about what an emotion is and how to control your emotions and so on and how to be mindful of how they're affecting others, your ability to explain what you've just heard is because you listened, you used your mind to think you'll choose, you built the thought of what I have been saying, you interpreted it, and then because you've got that structure in your brain and your body, every cell of your body, you, you're talking from that. We don't talk from fresh air. We talk from whatever we've built into our brain, mind, and body. And when you talk about it, you'll have emotions, you'll get excited and you'll get passionate and you you can hear in my voice, my voice is going up and down, I'm feeling emotions, I'm smiling as I'm talking, you can't see my face, you can just hear me, but you can hear the smile in my voice. Those are my emotions coming out that I'm excited to share this information with you because it's so freeing and so on and whatever, whatever, what, all the reasons for my emotions that are attached there. So when you act off, whatever you say and whatever you do, is based on what, if, what, what you have built inside of your brain, mind, and body as a result of your mind having the experience. I'm sure it will come as no surprise to you that to think well and manage your mental health, your brain needs proper nourishment. But many of us don't have the time to take multiple different products all day long for better brain and body health, more energy, and optimized immune systems. This is why I love Athletic Greens. It has just what I need in one drink. Best of all, it doesn't taste like it's super healthy, honestly. Athletic Greens has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning when I wake up. Even my husband, who can't stand things that taste too green, loves his Athletic Greens in the morning. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your brain, your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash leaf. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash leaf to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. So that is a healthy thought. Now, what happens if it's a toxic experience? What happens if you've just had an argument with someone or there's someone in your life that you just constantly end up people pleasing and it's just so toxic and you just have had enough and there's now another experience added to this existing experience of having people please this person just like a way too often and you are now totally frustrated and whatever so the frustration is an emotion isn't it and the irritation and the sense of unease and the sadness or whatever those are all emotions that are the leaves on the tree of that experience of people pleasing. So the data, the detail of the people pleasing is in the branches, but the emotions attached to that are on the leaves. And so, but in this case, it's not a green tree anymore because this is not a healthy situation. This is toxic. So for those of you that watch me, you would have seen me hold up a wiry tree. So imagine that you've got this really ugly, dark looking, scary looking thorn tree in your mind, okay? And that's what the toxic thought tree would look like. And it's all its vibrations and chemical interactions and, and, and electromagnetics and chemistry and proteins. Everything is out of sync and it's kind of causing a bit of brain damage and damaging your cells and increasing vulnerability of your body and 
needs to be dealt with. So, and so in order to deal with it, why does it need to be dealt with? Because it's causing damage to your brain. It's increasing the vulnerability of your body. That thought tree with that data and the emotions attached to it are causing damage because they're going against the natural wiring of your brain and your body, which is one of, we talk about it being rewired for love, rewired for survival. So toxicity doesn't increase that. It actually decreases that. It increases your vulnerability to disease over time. And when you're vulnerable to disease and your mind, mental, your mental health being affected, that affects your quality of life, potentially even shortening your life. So therefore, we need to get rid of that. We need to stop the people pleasing or stop whatever it is that deal with that revenge that we consumed with or deal with that irritation or that bitterness or whatever that we, that those emotions that we are feeling. Now, the, how do we do that? So one thing in that emotion is not an emotion is not an illness. An emotion is part of what you have wired into your brain and your body as a chemical and protein and chain and vibrational change inside the, the, the brain and in the cells of your, of your body, as well as in the gravitational fields of your mind. So it's real. It's got physical structure. They're, they're very powerful. So think of if there's a lot of leaves on a tree, it can weigh it down. And it, the branch kind of starts sort of dipping down a bit when there's lots of leaves because there's a lot of weight on the tree. So emotions carry a lot of impact. Now, if it's a healthy green tree, that doesn't matter. It's lush and beautiful. But if it's a toxic tree, then those are wiry leaves and it's weighing that branch down and it's weighing you down. So literally toxic thoughts with their toxic information and toxic emotions weigh us down. So, and that goes against the natural wired for love nature of the brain and the body. So our mind works with the brain and the body to, to help you. And so what it does is it actually kind of shakes that tree. And I'm giving you analogies now. Your mind, your non-conscious mind, which is working 24-7, which is foster and is always ahead of the game, ahead of the conscious mind, it's always ahead of the game. It always knows things before you're consciously aware. And its job is to basically maintain homeostasis and equilibrium in your brain, mind, and body. And it looks for anything that's disrupting your survival. So it looks for these toxic trees or these toxic leaves that are weighing it down and knows that this is disrupting. So it works with the brain, mind, and body to warn you. And one of the strongest warnings is emotions. So what it does is it goes and shakes the tree. Your mind is this, imagine this like sweeping like breath of wind that shakes the tree. And as it shakes, those leaves start like moving around and shimmering. And that then moves into your conscious mind because of the energy of those leaves moves into your conscious mind. And you become aware of, I am frustrated for people pleasing. I am mad at myself for people pleasing. I wish I didn't do this. I feel so whatever or I'm in this consumed with this revenge and it's making me so bitter and I'm angry and frustrated and in other words the emotions are coming through as the tree is being shaken your non-conscious mind is shaking it and you're feeling those emotions those emotions are telling you something they're messengers they're warning signals they're saying hey you're feeling this way so you don't run from them you don't push them down you don't think you're ill there's nothing wrong with you they are messengers they're telling you hey there's something going on in your life that you need to pay attention to and as you pay attention to those, you will then start seeing, hey, I'm feeling this in my body when I feel this bitterness and this rage. My heart actually feels a bit sore. My 
shoulders are really tense or my tongue is stuck to the top of my mouth or my whole body is tensed up or whatever. So you notice the cha- the memory in your body. So your body now sends signals with the emotions. So now your body responds plus the emotions. And then you, you, know, you, you can look at your behaviors and you can look at your perspective. But let's focus on the emotions. So those emotions that you are feeling with the shaking tree, which your mind has shaken that tree, are warning signals telling you that there's something going on in your life. And if it's a green tree, then it's healthy thoughts, healthy signals. It's a healthy thing. You want to grow that. You want to focus on that. You want to build that because it builds resilience. But if it's toxic, you want to change that. You want to say, okay, what are these emotions telling me? What thought is, what's the data? Okay, these are the emotions. But what is on the branches? And what, in other words, what's my thinking, feeling, and choosing in this thought? And where did, how did I process this, the tree trunk? And how did I get to that, the roots? So you want to do a deep dive and deconstruct that whole thing down and reconstruct to find out why. Because those are just those warning signals. If you ignore them, they can backfire on you and then can put your body into toxic stress. And that then affects your immune system. It affects every system of your body and your vulnerability to illness and disease will increase. Your homocysteine levels will increase, which will increase inflammation in your brain and your body. There's a lot of different neurophysiological responses that will happen. So you don't want that. So an emotion is telling you something. It's the leaves being shaken and they're shaking up passion. Focus on it, build it. They're shaking up depression. Grab it. Why am I feeling depressed? So anxiety, depression, none of these are brain diseases. An illness is not, an emotion is not an illness. An emotion is a beautiful way of understanding how you are and why you are. So every human has emotions and everyone's affected by emotions. Now, emotions help us survive. So that's a long foundation. And now we're going to talk about how do these affect others and how do we deal with our emotions? Okay, so when those emotions come up, those emotions are generating an electromagnetic force. Einstein did a lot of work on and won a Nobel Prize on the electromagnetic forces. And as humans that are alive, we are literally generating electromagnetic forces now from our brain and body combined because our mind shows up in our brain and our body in the way I've been describing. So when you are thinking, in, and, and when you are thinking, feeling, and choosing, you're drawing on memories. You're pulling them. You, they, you've got trillions of memories in, inside trees inside your brain and as you recall something or you're triggered by a situation in your environment you pull up that tree with its emotions or the at the same time the non-conscious mind as I already said is searching around to find this these toxic trees and is sending a signal through your subconscious mind by shaking up the tree and those emotions are now popping into your into your conscious mind and as you pay attention to them you'll start finding the data as I explained the what is the detail the tops of the trees and then track all the way through to the roots of the tree so essentially, when this is happening, when you're feeling in this state, if you're not managing that toxic thought, and if it's just this, this mess happening unmanaged, you then start generating photons towards the people in your environment. So you may not say anything, but the, you are generating these, these electromagnetic forces, these photons in your environment and shooting them at these people. And these people are feeling this. It's like taking a little a paintball gun, paint, you know, paintball when you shoot that little gun or a BB gun and shooting little pellets at people. So it's maybe not as violent, but just think of when you have been around someone who's really battling and in an emotional state where you just know that they are battling. Like I can tell you now, like my husband is so expressive, Mac, my husband, Mac, and 
you know, because we've been married 34 years and we're together 24-7, we, we really know each other well. And I mean, I can, he can walk into the bedroom and I'm just relaxing, about to get into a bath or whatever, and I can see just, he hasn't said a word and those photons hit me and I can see he's in a mood or he's really tired and I mustn't say anything, he's going to, whatever. And it's a sense, in other words, I am sensing and that sensing is I'm sensing his emotions, the emotions that, that are, that tree is shaking, that toxic tree is shaking and whatever's upsetting him in that moment, those photons are coming out and they're hitting me. And, and, and I know that I can feel that and I can respond and we'll have an argument or something, or I can just keep quiet and be very calm and until he's helped, until he's actually processed his emotions. By the same token, I do the same thing to Mac. I'm in this mood and, you know, he picks it up and, and, and because I'm generating the photons, he's feeling it. Nonverbal communication is 50% of communication. And on top of that, we have this quantum communication. So you know when something's not right. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You've experienced this. You know when someone's not processing the emotions or that their emotions are affecting you. And you may not be the direct reason for them feeling that way. It could be coming from something at work or something from another relationship or something that's happened or something that they're worried about, but be, but they are impacting you. And because of this whole neuropsychoneurophysiological response that I've been describing, and I know this is complicated, but these are real things. These emotions are literally shooting out an energy force. And so we impact each other. And so when you're going through something, it's very important that you're aware of the impact that you actually have on other people. And then you need to manage that. You need to recognize that you may not intentionally, not mad at them, but you processing something inside of you and they picking up the negative emotion, but they don't have the context. So they don't know what's happening. So they most of the time, if you don't know what's happening and someone comes at you with these emotions in this quantum way, you're going to blame yourself. You're going to think, well, what am I doing? What have I done? And you may get defensive and that may lead to all kinds of arguments that are not going to help either of you. So with this awareness, we need to self-regulate our emotions. We need to recognize that our emotions are messengers and we need to recognize that our emotions are not just confined to us, they're affecting others too. And that's why it becomes so important that we accept our emotions, that we very kindly to ourselves allow ourselves to experience these emotions and then we manage them. And this is where the neurocycle that I've been talking about in all my, so much in my podcast and why I developed the system, because the neurocycle helps you to go through a process where you can systematically with your wise mind, stand back and analyze, okay, what are my emotions? Label them, describe them. And then from there, get down to what are they attached to? What are the branches? And then what in those branches, what was my thinking, feeling, and choosing? What was my processing? What was the root? So the neurocycle is a five-step process that enables you to be able to gather awareness and then move through the process to find out why and then reconstruct it into a healthy way. Now, you can do the neurocycle really quickly to get yourself under control so you don't affect that next interaction you have. And you get it under control, but you're not going to solve the problem then. If this is a consistent pattern, if this emotion or series of emotions keeps coming up, you then need to take the time to find out why are you consistently feeling this set of emotions? What is it attached to? What branches? What's that interpretation? What's that processing, the tree trunk? What are the roots? Okay, so emotions are amazing because they help us survive. 
we, we can, fear, for instance, teaches us to react quickly in dangerous situations. So we have memories in our mind of when you've been in a dangerous situation and you've actually learned to respond quickly. It's wired into us that when we're in a threatening situation that we automatically will respond to protect ourselves. So the love emotions help us form communities and connect with each other's humans, which is also another survival technique. We, we need each other. We can't live without each other. We can't suppress our emotions because they are alive and living and dynamic and they are firing up in that tree. They're not just a dead leaf. They're an alive leaf, leaf and they are volcanic in nature. So a toxic thought tree with the toxic information and emotions, it will explode volcanically all over your life, which means physically, mentally, in your communication, behaviors, relationships, etc., if not managed. If you suppress your emotions and you keep shoving it down, so you keep you know, flying past this tree and then, you know, the, the, the mind, your unconscious mind makes you aware of it and then you just push it back down and ignore it. Eventually, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger because every time you're aware of something and you push it back down, it gets stronger and stronger. And eventually, those emotions in that tree are just going to cause the whole tree to explode. I mean, the, the, the emotions ignite what's going on inside of your brain, mind and body. And so we can't suppress emotions. We need to express them, but we need to know how to express them. And we need to know the impact that we have on others when we express them. So this is why it's so great to have something like the NeuroCycle to be able to help you manage your emotions in the moment and then to recognize, okay, maybe I need more help. Maybe I need to talk to a loved one and say, hey, listen, I'm really backing with this. Can you help me? Maybe you need therapy to go and work out, you know, why are you having these consistent emotions so that you can talk about them, that you can gather awareness, that you can reflect on them, write it down, organize those thoughts, reconceptualize, reframe them. You can't change what's happened to you, which is that tree that's built inside of your brain, mind and body. But you can change what that tree looks like because our brain is neuroplastic. Our mind can change our brain and our body. Every experience that you have can be changed. So those emotions, when you pay attention to them, are the key to get you starting to do that, make that change in your life. This episode is brought to you by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Want a new podcast to look forward to each week? One that's entertaining, informative, packed with actionable content and great for your mental health? Of course you do. The average podcast listener has six shows in rotation. So you're most likely not just listening to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, and that's totally okay. As I always say, the more we learn, the healthier and happier our brain is, and our body and our mind. And I'd love to share podcasts to add to your learning list. The Jordan Harbinger Show, a top shelf podcast named the best of Apple in 2018. It's one of my all-time favorite shows, and I know you will love it too. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators. Harbinger has an undeniable talent for getting his guests to share never-been-heard-before stories and thought-provoking insights. Without fail, he pulls out tactical bits of wisdom in each episode, all with a noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to better operate in today's world. My personal favorite episodes are his interview with Charles Duhigg on the secrets of being smarter, faster, better, which really got me excited for my own research on learning and mental health, and his interview with Laurie Santos on the practical lessons she has learned from the Happiness Lab. Because let's face it, we all want to find easy and simple ways to practice being happier every day. You can't go wrong with adding the Jordan Harbinger show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G 
G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The link and details will be in the show notes. So when we express our emotions, so we're not just saying those emotions to thin air. Our emotions have an effect. They have an effect on ourselves. They have effect on others. They have substance. They have impact. So, and because we connect so deeply as humans, the levels can be so intense. So the more that you love someone, the more intensely you will feel, or the more in relationship you are with someone, the more intensely you will feel those emotions, and the more you maybe have a tendency to absorb them into you. So you can do that, and you can be doing that to someone. So we need to be aware, the deeper the relationship, the more intensely that person that you're in relationship or persons that you're in relationship with will feel those emotions. So, I mean, emotions are so powerful that even strangers can affect each other. I mean, I'm sure you have, you have, I mean, even over Zoom, I, I interview people all the time that I've never met before, and you can feel immediately there's a connection or there isn't, and that's from the emotions. Emotions create that color in our life and those connections, and then the data kind of follows. The emotions are the leaves on the tree. You see the leaves first, and then you see the branches. So think of it like that. The emotions hit us first. And so sometimes we can meet someone and we'll have this emotion coming into our mind, which is a warning signal that it triggers other existing memories of similar situations and similar people that were actually not good for you or that are maybe going to lie to you or treat you badly. So we need to tune in and listen to those emotions. What is the message that the emotion is bringing? Because as you dig into that, you'll get to the branches where the information is. And then you'll get to the interpretation, which is the, which are all the branches above the ground. And then you'll get to the processing and then you'll get to the roots and the new cycle helps you with that. Emotions are contagious. Researchers have found that when we tend to mirror and mimic the emotions of us of those around us. So when someone smiles at you, you smile back. When someone growls at you, you growl back. And when someone is angry with you, you feel you feel that you can see feel the anger. So we have mirror neurons in our brain that actually mirror those emotions. If someone's incredibly anxious and expressing it in in body language and tone of voice and facial gestures, we can start feeling ourselves getting anxious just from being exposed. It's all those photons I spoke about. So there's actually a scientific term for this, and it's called emotional contagion. And even though it's simple to understand that someone else's sadness or anger may make us feel an emotion, it's also important to understand how to take that impact and how to be aware of our own individual impact. So in summary, it's not always bad to feel other people's emotions because this is a way of connecting. If someone's joy makes you feel joy, that's great. If you can encourage others, that's wonderful. This is so important, and this is the way we as humans can cooperate and grow together to support each other. However, when this contagion, emotional contagion, is negative, it'll inc- it could increase toxic stress in our life. Stress is good for us, but when it becomes toxic, when, it feels, when we feel that it's unmanaged, then it tips over from healthy stress into toxic stress. And then that can, can create a damaging effect because the emotions from toxic trees and toxic stress are going to have a damaging impact on us. It's it's a wave, a gravitational wave, an electromagnetic wave that is not a healthy one. So it's kind of like shooting those BB guns at you that hurt you versus a love wave, which makes you feel at peace. So, And this is factual scientific physics. So express your emotions and don't, and don't suppress your emotions. This, the awareness of your emotions and how to manage them is referred to as emotional intelligence. So when you use the neurocycle, you're developing your emotional intelligence. When we start to conceptualize our own emotions and share them in healthy ways, we get more control over them. And that's what I've shown with the neurocycle and that I mentioned in the beginning. As you use the neurocycle, you 
can get control over your emotions. Let me paint the scenario in, in, in conclusion to this podcast. You can have a scenario created, created in front of you. So someone can say, okay, if you're in this situation and you're at work and someone in a meeting stands up and interrupts you and constantly interrupts you and overtalks you and kind of puts you down, what would you do? And you would say, well, I'd feel very angry and very mad and I'll keep and I'll actually tell them to stop. And then you're in that situation and you find yourself not reacting calmly and telling them to stop, but you find yourself intensely affected, feeling terrible about yourself or getting completely mad and screaming back at them and a whole argument starting. And so in other words, emotions, when they are in a tox coming from someone who's toxic and they, and you have a, and they have a toxic effect on you, the emotion can block your ability to think with wisdom and you can say things in the moment that you don't mean. And you can, so in, in the, in this fictitious situation where you, the scenario is just painted as a thought experiment, it's easy to say, no, this is how I would react. But when you're in that very demanding situation, emotionally demanding situation, toxically emotionally demanding situation, we don't always respond with the right response. We get triggered and a toxic tree that exists inside your brain, mind and body is triggered and you respond in, in a, in, in that triggered fashion and that could be toxic. And that, and, and most likely will be toxic if you, if you're triggered and you react instead of respond. And then you can say and do things that you don't mean to say and do. And look, and you look back and think, why, why did I do that? Why did I say that? I mean, I've done that before. Don't beat yourself up about that. That happens. And that's why we need to practice, practice, practice getting our emotions under control by tuning into them. They're messengers. They're warning signals. They're telling you something. If they're the good ones, they're telling you to grow this emotion because that builds resilience in you. Healthy emotions, beautiful green leaves on that beautiful tree are basically resilience builders, insurance policies, making you stronger and stronger to handle toxic situations. So you want to grow those and you want to capture the others and you want to reconceptualize them, deconstruct and reconstruct them. And that's what the neurocycle is for. And that's what talking to other people are for. And that's what therapy is for. So in conclusion, and this is actually the conclusion, I just want to give you some quick tips that summarize what I have been saying. So in helping you to deal with your emotions and recognize the impact on others, a key, in other words, emotional intelligence or healthy emotional expression it's to continue to try to work on your positive self-talk. If you constantly think in negative patterns with negative self-talk, the way you express your emotions will have quite a negative impact. So the way you're talking to yourself is going to be the way you are generating your emotions to others. So the more grace and compassion you give yourself, the more graceful and compassionate you will be to others. So that And that will come out in the kind of emotions you express. So those people that are like really angry and mad and you know impacting you with their toxic emotions, that's how they're treating themselves. So think of it like that. You've experienced that, so now put yourself in that position. The kinder and more compassionate you are to yourself, the better you're going to control your impact of your emotions on yourself and on others. One of the biggest ways to avoid impacting others in a negative way when expressing your emotions is to make sure that you're in a good state of mind when you decide to share. So for example, if you haven't slept the whole night and you feel very emotional or like my husband when he's really tired at night, that's not the time for us to have discussions because we'll definitely end up in an argument. I know when he's tired, I don't discuss anything that's hectic. 
only very lighthearted things. So if you haven't, so in any of those scenarios, you haven't slept late or you, I mean, you haven't slept much or you're tired, it will affect your state of mind. When your mind, state of mind is affected by lack of sleep or being in a highly emotional situation coming maybe from a heavy day at work or in a heavy meeting or a lot of pressure or something, that is not the right time to talk. This is, you're going to say things you don't actually mean and they might come out as hurtful to the person that you're sharing with. And this also goes along with understanding your triggers. If you're in a space where you feel triggered, expressing your emotions can sometimes lead to more pain because you're going to say things that you do not do not mean. You might be so triggered that they come out in anger or sadness or aggression. So try to learn by paying attention to how different people and places affect your emotions. And you can do a neurocycle to do this. You can do a neurocycle to specifically work on the, giving yourself compassion, the first tip. You can do a specific neurocycle to basically avoid impacting others in negative ways by looking for your triggers to make sure you're in a good state of mind, you know, to learn what those are. And try to learn, so, so the neurocycle will, will help you learn by paying attention to how you are functioning and how different people and places can affect your emotions. So neurocycle will train you to develop this level of self-regulation where you can find those triggers and, you know, this to help you keep track of those emotions. And that will lead to a, a much, much better emotional intelligence. Another big step in the direction of expressing emotions in a healthy way is to have empathy and compassion for others too, not only for yourself, which was tip one, but to recognize that others are also battling. And if they're snappy with you or, you know, harsh with you, this is very possible that they're dealing with something. Not possible, 99% that they are. Knowing that, that some of the feelings that we have may be felt by others may cause us to share those feelings in a way that won't trigger others. So, and this is another point. So you may be really battling with self-hate, for example. And, and if you talk for ages about how you hate yourself to someone else, maybe they're also battling with self-hate and that may trigger their self-hate emotions in a negative way. So you want to be sensitive to what you're saying and to how others are responding. And that's that, that self-regulation, that mind management. And as I said, this is something that if you do this, then you know, doing the neurocycle will help you find out that you are doing it and help you manage that. And then also just remember, next tip, recognize that all humans struggle will help you with those feelings. It's not just you, all humans are struggling. And that will help you express how you feel in a more productive way. The best way to have more compassion and empathy is by listening to other people. Okay, So listening. Take time to listen. It will train you to listen to yourself. You will learn. You will start seeing as you listen how a person may be initially angry, but then they kind of, as they're talking, they give the reason for their anger and suddenly it's a completely different story. So instead of you walking away thinking, oh, that irritating, angry person, that always mad, you actually understand by listening that, oh, they were angry, which is an emotion because of, and you heard the because of because you listened. Taking time to listen to others and to try to help others will completely transform the way you feel and express your own emotions. So you, by listening to others and helping others, you will train yourself to express your own emotions more effectively. So even listening to others and, and helping give others perspective, you can use the five steps of the neurocycle. It's a great conversation. It's a great guidance to go through those five steps as you're helping someone else. Firstly, and it will also help you not feel so alone in your struggles when you listen to other people. You can you recognize, ah, oh, you know, in your mind, I also struggle with that and make, make you feel not so alone. 
And, you know, you might you also find that helping others, there's research showing that when you're in the midst of your pain and you help others, what's so interesting is that you actually improve your own battle by a factor of 60 plus, 60 plus percent. So by helping others, you are actually improving your own resilience, your own ability to help yourself. And forgiveness, another tip, changes so much. If you're angry at someone or something, or even yourself, the way you express your emotions will be clouded by that anger or pain. So you're going to get stuck in it, consume you. Those toxic leave, leaves are heavy and, and they also tend to cast like a net because we have what we call glial nets around our neurons and they kind of grab those the, the, the energy from those leaves and they generate it to other, other areas of your life, other thoughts. So it can become a pervasive way that you express yourself and it will be a lot more negative and unproductive. Remember that your emotions are valid. So don't get into guilt and condemnation. Own them. Own the mess. Express them. Give yourself permission. Go through the neurocycle. Gather awareness of them and then reflect on them. Objectively, kindly analyzing them. They're valid. They're important. They're there for a reason. They're warning signals. They're not bad. They're not illnesses. They are there for a reason. They're full of messages. When you listen and tune in, you'll find the branches right down to the root system. We must remember that since you are so interconnected, but I just want to say this even more emphatically, but we must remember that we, since we are so interconnected as humans, we can have such a big impact on each other. If we become emotionally aware of this, we will find that we are not only able to help others, but also help ourselves work through our struggles. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this has helped you and I look forward to talking to you next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then... I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.